Welcome to season three of Motivate Me. We invite you to travel the 50 states in 90 days as we interview people about their passion. Why? In order to inspire you to live a life that's more exciting or more meaningful. This is Motivate Me, and I'm Lynette Renda. All right, so here we are. I am on the Sarah Mead. We hear lots of sailboat sounds, unless that was you, Captain. No, 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 that's the steering. It's actually hydraulic. So. And I'm sitting next to Captain Randy Jones. Yep. Thank you so much for having my crew and I and our host, Marie. She connected us with you and just provided us with this most amazing day. The sun is brilliant, the you, water is sparkling. You picked it, and uh, we're glad to have you on board, and we're glad that the weather cooperated, and that we have a southwest wind right out of here. Makes our destination to Ram Island so much easier. Tell everybody where we are and about these waterways here. We're in Booth Bay. We're outside of the harbor. The harbor is over my shoulder down in there. Um, this is Maine. Yes, this is Maine. It's actually, Booth Bay is in Johns Bay, if you're looking at the charts and it's just south of Pemiquid Point Lighthouse, which is another famous landmark in the area. So, and these around us are all the islands that make up the Greater Booth Bay region. Uh, most notably, the lighthouse over my other shoulder is Burnt Island. Um, so this is one of the, the last lighthouse you see before you enter Booth Bay, and the first one you see on your way out. So, south New York, that way, this way, Camden, Canada, so. Wow. Is it safe to say, Captain, that your passion is sailing? Yes, very safe to say that. Where did that start for you? Um, actually, it started when I met my wife. Her family had been sailing is, as a family for years in uh, the Great Lakes, Erie, and whatnot. And, and uh, so she grew up sailing, and when I started to pursue her, naturally you had to follow her onto a sailboat. And uh, my wife often says that her parents adopted me and uh, I just fell into sailing and working with them, but I could never afford to really buy a boat, so I ended up building them. And, wow. Uh, and the passion transferred on to my son, Nate, and as he got older, the boats had to get bigger. So we started working with wooden boats uh, when he was probably junior high. He had a little town class that we put together and uh, he would go off, it didn't have an engine. Because that's how you learn to sail, without an engine. So you have to sail on and sail off the mooring. When he could do that, he could take the boat by himself. He'd load the dog up, and they'd go out around in Muscongas Bay uh, for hours on end. And uh, he loved it. We still have the boat. So, wow. How old is that boat now? Well, 30 years, maybe. And we're putting it back together for his daughter now. Oh. She's six. That's awesome. <laughs> so. Tell us about the Saramid. The Sarah Mead is a uh, friendship sloop that was built in 1964 in Thomaston, Maine. Um, it was built by a boatyard called Newport and Wallace, and they did not build sailboats. 
their market was great big 90 foot plus wooden fishing trawlers. Um, but there wasn't a lot of work in 64 and Wallace who was managing the yard was afraid he was going to lose all of his carpenters because they didn't have a contract. He went into his office and he had a half hull carving. Have you ever seen one? They're just a half of a boat that's carved out of wood. Usually they put the name of the boat underneath it or the designer. And he had one that was carved by Wilbur Morse, who is who we consider the, the godfather of friendship sloop design. And he took it off the wall and he threw it to his foreman. And he said, build that. And they did. And you're sailing on her. And she was half built and a doctor out of Camden, Doc White, found out about it, went down, took one look, bought the boat, went home, told his wife, we just bought a boat. She had two little boys, toddlers, and a brand new baby girl. I mean, you know, two week old maybe? Right. So they debated that night, what are they gonna name the boat? And they decided to name the boat after this new baby girl in the family. Her name was Sarah Mead White, Mead's mom's maiden name. So all the girls in Doc White's family got their name on the back of the boat. Um, and Sarah Mead, um, um, Still alive, living in Thomaston, and we've reconnected. The wow, third, that's the cool. third year we owned the boat, we had restored her. We uh, took her up to Camden, and Doc White found us. He called Sarah. She came on board, climbed down below, burst into tears, saying it even smelled the same. <laughs> so the whole family grew up on it. And uh, Nate and I found her after the second owner was finished with it. It had been donated, and it was in pretty bad shape. It didn't have a mast that needed stern work. The there was nothing inside had a big tiller. So this boat's really been put back together and every winter there's something else to be done because it's wood. So, I mean, one year Nate came home and there was a little fire in his yard and I'm standing there and he said, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm burning the cockpit. <laughs> he looks in the boat, I had ripped it all out. So you're never sure what's gonna happen. I know this year we've got plans to rebuild that entire cabin. So it's always something when they're made out of wood, so. so how did you then transition into what you do now? Because what do you use the Saramede for now? Saramede now is, is uh, owned by Sail Muscongas LLC. It is a company that Nate started when he graduated from college. He was an English major, which meant he was promptly unemployed. So I realized... Hey, I was, I was an English major. Yeah, <laughs> he was, he didn't have anything really going and I had about another five, seven years, and then I wanted to retire. And so- From what, what were you doing? Actually, I worked in the public sector and uh, I was chief of police. So and I wanted Gee, to get out. This is this is probably equally as, as stressful. I'm under a pile of stress here right now. <laughs> yes. yeah. yeah, it's a horrible career after law enforcement. But I, uh, I knew that if we were gonna start a company, the first three to five are critical, and that's when you either make it or break it. So we actually started five years before my exit date and um, didn't make a very good go of it for the first five. So we, we were sailing out of Miscongas. We got a phone call, Nate did, from a young guy out of Florida that wanted to propose to his girlfriend at sea. So we actually, uh, Nate said, yeah, you can do that on our boat. None of these other boats would really talk to him. So he wanted to do it out of the inn that we left. So we sailed the boat down and she had no idea. So 
I stayed on shore. I let word out to everybody on the pool deck, this guy's gonna propose to her. Well, they all went running out and bought, got their cameras, got bottles of wine. Aww. Nate loads them on the boat, takes them around Squirrel Island, full sails, comes back in. I got about 100 people on the pool deck. What'd she say? She's going, I said, yes. So a party broke out on the pool deck and we put the boat on the mooring at the end and we were like, well, that was it. Now we're gonna dissolve Sail Muscongas. We made a good run. Maybe we sell the boat, maybe we keep her. We weren't sure. The inn called, said we'd like to talk to you. And that one, January, we signed a contract with the Spruce Point Inn and we now work out of their dock. And next year we're adding another boat to the fleet. Wow, that's amazing. So it, Congratulations on that. Yeah, the shape of Maine, just people bypass Muscongas Bay. They go from Booth Bay to Camden to Rockland. And in that arc of the Maine coast is Muscongas. It's pretty treacherous cruising, but, but we like it. We call it home. So what would you say your biggest challenge was getting it started? Why do you think it was going pretty slow? How could you have... Location. Location. Oh, yeah. you got to go where the people are, and you got to have access to them. Um, I mean, and, and Spruce Point Inn is one of the premier inns in the Booth Bay region. It's gorgeous. And, yeah. And uh, we were fortunate in that uh, they said, yeah. And um, we met, you know, in the contract all their terms, and it's been a great relationship for the last six years, I think. Yeah, I can't keep track. Nate knows exactly. But... Uh, We've had a great time with it, and we get plan on staying. So, what do you think you've learned about yourself through this? Uh, computers aren't my strong point. I let Nate do all the. He's creative, and, and what he's done is he's. Of course, he grew up with them. The Facebook, the uh, all that sort of stuff. That's his. That's all him. Right. And um, he's added on some new features to the company. We can now take advanced bookings you know, which we could never do before. Um, all this makes it grow, makes it easier. And then we targeted, not not big boat, we targeted small. We only take six people. We don't want to load this place up with um, people and make it, you know, everyone sit down, hang on, be quiet. And we want to interact. Right, so well, one of we the really of cool fun. things, one of the really cool things you said to us when we came on the boat is basically, this is your boat for this two hour yeah, period, get is. up walk around, enjoy it. Yep, yep. You know, we, we get return customers. They're like, we were gonna buy a boat, but nah, we're gonna keep renting from you. <laughs> and they, so they get a captain and we drive it and they have a great time. They don't have to scrape or paint it. So, um, so we get a lot of return customers. But um, the big boats all have their own thing to offer. We have ours as a small boat. And mm -hmm. you know, I think, I think it works. I think it works well, especially in Woo! <laughs> So how do you think transitioning and, and doing this now instead of law enforcement, how has sailing enriched your life? You know, if you are a sailor, if you are a sailor, it makes perfect sense when Ted Kennedy finds out he's got terminal brain cancer, he goes straight to his boat, unties her and goes sailing. And comes back with the uh, decision not, not to go any further with treatment. That makes perfect sense if you're a sailor. I mean, out here, the, the, it's a level playing field. It doesn't care if you're a millionaire. It doesn't care if you're a pauper. You know, if you, if you have passion for it, if you're doing it right, you'll get through it and it'll be fun. You know, it'll be a great, great experience. So that's what I like. I mean, look, look, at, the, look at what we're, we're out here. Oh, it's gorgeous. Way out to the horizon, we can see. I often forget a lot of our clients, you know, are from like New York City. 
-hmm. And I, I forget, when you're in a major metropolitan area, you don't see an expanse like this, you know. We sometimes take it for granted. Well, I can tell you that this is state 46 for us, of 50 on our 50-state tour. We're doing 50 states in 90 days. Are you really? Yeah, and we've seen a lot of views. Yeah. And this is still spectacular. Yeah. This, so this, this it one, rates up there. Yeah, this is a good one. I love it up here. I love it up here. What advice would you give other people about living their passions? It's a, it's a, um, if it's really your passion, it's not... Um, not going to interfere with any of the, the the regular obligations, you know. And you got to be realistic about it. You can have great passion for something that'll lend you in the poorhouse, like sailing, you know. So you have to figure out the best way to, to meet the the requirements of any person and um, but still be able to enjoy it. And and to limit what it is you try and do. I mean, we could get a bigger boat. That's just more maintenance, more people, and then we start losing something. So. It's a balancing act. It really is. I, uh, I, I, Nate and I are a good team, and I'm fortunate in that we're a father-son team that has managed to work together for 11 years. A lot of father-son teams don't, you know. Um, it sounds like that's one of your favorite parts of this whole thing. Is oh that, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. You get to be with Nate. And you know, he's in. Um, he's actually more the sailor than I am. The the more the boat's healing, the bigger the waves, the stronger the wind the happier he is, you know. I'm the engineer type guy. I'm down below making sure nothing's breaking. <laughs> so we get the joke in our house is, I'll fix it when Nate breaks it. <laughs> so it works out. All right, we're gonna throw in a tack here. So we're gonna make the sails move to the other side of the boat. How can people find you online? Do I need to ask Nate? <laughs> no, no, no. I've got that one down. It's sailmuscongus.com. But um, actually, if you just type in like sailing lobstering, lobstering and sailing in Maine, you're gonna you're gonna pull up Sail Muscongus. Um, we've he's got a lot out there on YouTube and everything else, and he's got one one uh, video he did with a GoPro. He hoisted it aloft and it uh, covered the whole boat, and it shows him what we do, heaving two on a lobster trap and pulling it up and going through it. And then he put it in the trap and he threw it back onto the bottom. So it's really kind of a unique perspective. Very cool. On what's going on out here. We're actually heading towards the lobster trap right now off the end of Squirrel. And that's what we're gonna do out we're here, gonna right? We're gonna haul it out. Yeah, we're gonna haul it up like they did 200 years ago because that's what this boat is. It's a lobster boat before they had engines. And um, we like to make, keep her doing the, what she's built to do. Well, just so you know, in my house, like in my home, lobster is like gold. Oh, yeah, it is here, too, in Booth Bay. <laughs> it's paying for a lot of houses in Booth Bay, I'll tell you. We, we covet the lobster in my home. <laughs> well, now, there's a, there's a, you know how you're supposed to eat lobster. How? All right. I can only imagine you what can, you're going to tell me now. No, 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 this is good. Try it. Okay. You can run the butter on the claws and knuckles. That's usually very tender meat. The tail tends to be a little tougher, right? Mm -hmm. Cut it up in small chunks. Apple cider vinegar. Really? Dip it in. Really? No butter? Trust me, no butter. What happens? You'll fall in love with it all over again. You'll throw away the butter. Apple cider vinegar, we'll try that. Let's see if we can get us some lobsters today. 
we're going to try. Thank you so much for talking to me. This is awesome already. Hey, I'm having an awesome trip. That's let's great. go. Let's go get dinner. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to today's episode. I have come to be known as the 50 states in 90 days lady, a concept that is unfathomable to most. If you would like me to come speak at your event about how to envision, explore, and execute a plan, or how to create a life that is more exciting or more meaningful, you can find me at MotivateMePodcast.com. And the world keeps turning and I just keep moving along.